0: ComC.com is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 24 million cards across all sports, genres, and eras. With a ComC.com account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace. ComC is excited to welcome collectors to our booth in person at the 2021 National Sports Collectors Convention. It's taking place from July 28th to August 1st at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Chicago. At this year's event, we'll be doing free live box breaks, live industry panels, autograph signings, and much more. Come visit COMC at Booth 624. To stay updated with ComC and our events at the National, please follow us on social media at Checkout My Cards, one word on all platforms. To learn more about the exciting changes being made at ComC, please visit blog.comC.com. Listening to the wax pack hero sports card minute a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting i'm your host mike summer and i want to help you buy sell and trade your way into a collection you'll love hello everybody and welcome back to the wax pack hero sports card minute today we are going to have ray schulte join us as i mentioned before Ray is one of the, the people who helps lead the team for the National. He's involved in the Industry Summit. He represents some athletes in the past. He's worked with different leagues in their player representation. Ray has done a lot in both the sports and sports card industry, and I'm happy to have him on the show talking about what we might be able to expect here at the National, what it was like preparing for an event when there were so many unknowns leading up till even May. So I'm excited to bring Ray on in a little bit first I wanted to give a shout out to the Sports Card Nation podcast and John Newman. If you didn't get a chance to hear that, I had a chance to sit down with John and, and have a conversation. That was in the last episode that released last week of the Sports Card Nation podcast, and we did a little home and home. And so John is actually going to be the guest next week on this podcast. And so I've known John for a couple of years now. It's good to have a conversation with him about his background and the hobby and how we see things going today. We just wrapped up a show at our shop last last week. We do a monthly show where there's five or six different vendors that usually come in and set up shops, so we've kind of got multiple shops within the shop. It had a great turnout yesterday. People excited about the hobby, excited about the national coming up. There's a lot of conversation about that. Just had a great time getting to meet people and, and have some great conversations about cards. And I know you can also have some great conversations with cards with the guys at Underdog Collectibles. They're an online shop run by collectors for collectors that breaks new product every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night. And you can actually watch them break some of that product live in their physical shop in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's near the University of Tennessee campus and University Commons. And you can go check out their inventory of boxes and singles at the shop. And if you don't live close to Knoxville, join the community through their Facebook page. Check them out at www.udogcollect.com and tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. And now our conversation with Ray Schulte.
1: Ray, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I'm glad we get a chance to talk here just a couple weeks before the the big event. And so it's nice to have you on in real time to kind of talk through um, some of the things that are going to be leading up to the event and at the event and what it was like to plan the event. So I'm I'm glad we get a chance to talk. But before we get into those questions, for those who may not be as familiar with you, could you give a little bit of your background and and how long you've been working with the National?
1: Sure. Well, I've been working with the National for about, uh, it's been 11 years now. And uh, I got involved in it. Mike Burkus and John Brogy asked me to get involved uh, back when uh, Baltimore was, uh, was on the schedule for, for the National. And I'll remember i remember I had moved from New York to Arizona to, to Baltimore. Baltimore was to work with Cal Ripken. And uh, so I was, with, I was representing Cal for nine years. And, and so I was in Baltimore and I knew the market. And so they asked me if I'd get involved. in. And uh, I said, yes, absolutely. I thought it was great. You know, I, I loved uh, Mike Burkus's and John Brogy's vision. Um, they were just uh, two guys that basically just knew what was going on, knew, knew, knew the hobby, uh, knew how to, to, to deal with uh, exhibitors. And, and, uh, and, I, and I actually, you know, my background too, I, I, I consulted with Major League Baseball, the NHL, the NBA, and the NFL. I, I worked on all those, uh, you know, the NFL experience, Major League Baseball Fan Fest. Uh, I was the one who brought in the licensees and the, and the uh, exhibitors, and we had that back in the day. They don't have that anymore, but they, they used to. I mean, in San Diego, we had over 200 exhibitors. Wow. And, uh, you know, I started uh, with Fan Fest up in Toronto in 1991. So, I, I mean, I had that experience uh, consulting with events and, and – uh, I just jumped at the chance and opportunity back uh, when we started in Baltimore. Now this year is
2: many are predicting is going to be an event like we've never seen before. The, the, the pre-demand that seems to be there um, exceeds what I'm familiar with. And and since I've been paying attention, you know, we've seen full week VIP tickets sell out almost a month or more in advance. When's the last time that's happened? Or has that ever happened?
1: I don't recall. I don't recall that ever happening. Um, you know, we, we actually went to a second uh, secondary phase of the VIPs, uh, and 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 that's that's how much demand there was. But uh, let me let me tell you this. You know, when when we came off our show in 2019, we basically we we and and the industry had such a great momentum. I mean, it was really starting to take off, and we could feel that. And and I know. I said to many people, I can't wait to get to Atlantic City. I can't wait because, you know, everything is so strong right now. We're sold out for Atlantic City. Uh, Everybody has had a great show in Chicago. Uh, We just saw it. We just felt it. And uh, and obviously uh, that was uh, curtailed, but, uh, you know, Moving forward, uh, fortunately, the industry uh, was able to surge based on you know the e-commerce and a lot of people being at home, looking through their their their, uh, their collections and and maybe getting a little bit more involved in in their collections and from a buying and selling uh, perspective, and so it was it was good. But uh, I, I, I've got to tell you, we and I tell a lot of people this: the industry is strong at that point, and so we had the had the opportunity to kind of, you know, walk through, go through, through Atlantic City. And then, you know, once we got past that, uh, it was frustration, but everybody was, uh, you know, okay, because, you know, business was just uh, uh, Zooming. So um, going going forward after that, was a little bit more frustrating because, you know, we had no idea. And we were based, basing all our decisions on somebody else, you know, the, uh, the health officials in Chicago and, and Illinois. And we needed to go into this with a no restriction policy. Um, we didn't want to go in with it was, you know, you know, you could only limit it to so many people or you had to wear masks, mask, whatever. So we had to wait for the governor. He had a process. He had a five, five uh, phase process where you know he phase 1 phase 2 it goes up to and it was been phase 4 i think a few months ago and you know it was very frustrating because i you know i really couldn't do anything i couldn't make any deals with the media because half the media maybe more than half the media weren't even in in the office you know it was hard to even find them because you know they were they were sent home and so it was very tough and very um uh, frustrating challenging to really kind of Make solid plans going forward, and then, then you know, obviously with the exhibitors and the manufacturers and the corporate area, we we had no idea really what how it was going to shake out. So, to answer your question, I mean, it was it was frustrating. You know, we got to a point where um, you know where we we held you know crossed our fingers and basically just said, hey, listen, you know what, we're just gonna we're just gonna endure and we're just gonna stay steady and we're just gonna you know you know, hope for the best. And, uh, you know, thanks to like John Brogy and Dan Berkus um, and, the, and the board, the national board, uh, you know, everybody say calm, cool, collected, uh, and basically, you know, made the right decisions when they had to. Uh, and so we're, we're in a really good spot right now. We, we are, but uh, it's been it's been a lot of work in the last couple of weeks because you have to catch up. I mean, we, we're, you know, the thing is that, you know, the bad thing is that we have, um, you know, we have so much content now. And so we have to, we basically have to, you know, try to take all this, all this content, you know, like on the Mike Berkus main stage, you know, in the past years, um, while it was very uh, desirable and, and, and manufacturers utilized it and casebreakers utilized it and the media utilized it, we had, to, we had to go out and get content. This year, content's coming to us. Uh, and the main stage is kind of, it's kind of, I, I would call it sold out, you know, and that's in, in, incredible because, you know, that, that's five days and we're talking about, you know, hour, a half hour segment. So it's, it's been great. Um, and, uh, because everyone's had so much pent up energy and because, you know, for me, people ask me and they say, well, you know, what's going to happen there in terms of the buying, the selling, the high price, low price, what's it going to be? You know what? I, 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 I don't care, you know, because you know what the National means to me? The National means to me is going there and seeing my friends, making new friends, talking business, talking sports. I mean, it's just a five-day, you know, uh, social networking uh, uh, opportunity, and that's what I enjoy about it the most. Yeah, I'll buy a few things and you know, at the National. I'll look around. But, you know, there's nothing more important to me than to make new friends and to see, you know, all these families come in. You know, know, in the past we used to have, you know, maybe, you know, an older gentleman with maybe a teenager, a 20 year old son. Today we have the entire family. We have the mom, the dad, the daughter, the son, grandparents, uh, something for everybody. So that is the most exciting thing looking forward for me is social networking, uh, meeting new friends and seeing the families that come and, and, and just enjoy it. I, I, I was telling my son the other day that there's, there's a, you know, an experience that I had that uh, I was walking down the aisle, this was back in Chicago in 19, and uh, this father and son were talking and the father was talking, and I, I I I stayed to kind of over, overhear what they were saying. But the father was talking to a son about uh, you know Mickey Mantle. He's looking at Mickey Mantle jersey, and he's talking about Mickey and how when he was he was growing up, Mickey was his idol, and this and that. And and uh, the son turns around and says, "Dad, it's it's Judge, it's Aaron Judge, Dad." And and all of a sudden now they were in a conversation, and you could see it was a great bonding moment. And you could tell, you could see dad's eyes kind of light up because he connected with his son. And, and to be able to do that uh, is just an unbelievable experience. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that
2: um, interaction, that personal interaction as well. You know, there's people that you meet online or that you have a conversation with via Facebook or Twitter or whatever it might be, but getting a chance to meet them face to face and sit down and have a meal with them or those types of things uh, make it, make it just as memorable as picking up some of those key pieces for your collection. So I'm agreeing with you on that. You know, we're looking, like I said, the, the VIP tickets have sold out. There's only single day general admission tickets left. I assume you guys are working on some kind of contingency plan for if we get to a point where we'd be bumping up against fire code regulations and those types of things too. If, if there's a lot of
1: walk up attendance as well absolutely. We've been talking to the Convention Center, uh, who, who are great partners. I mean, they're just fantastic people to work with. Um, we're, we're, we're talking to, you know, safety. Uh, we'll probably have more um, uh, security uh, for that purpose, but uh, very, very aware of, you know, potential uh, uh, overcrowding and, and issues. So uh, definitely to answer your question, yeah, we're, we're making sure that we have everything uh, planned out uh, in in case that happens. Now, fortunately for us, we have, you know, we have wide aisles, you know, and we have 400,000 square feet. Uh, So we're we're hoping for the best, but uh, we'll see, but
2: You had talked about looking forward to some of the conversations that you're going to be able to have at this year's event. I was wondering what else excites you about this year's event. Is there anything else going on that you're really looking forward to being, being able to be a part of?
1: Well, um, yeah, I think there's, there's a a number of things. Um, Fortunately, I get to, I get to understand and and, uh, deal with people uh, who are bringing in certain uh, content and, and a lot of the influencers uh, will be there, which is exciting. I know there's about three or four major influencers that are coming for the first time ever. And uh, you know, that's exciting. Uh, there's nothing more exciting for me than when I bring a media person into the convention center for the first time, because I've been hyping it, right? I've been hyping it you know, to them for maybe weeks on end. Um, they come down, they walk in the convention center, they look around there and, and their mouth drops, you know, their jaw drops. And it was like, oh, my gosh, I, I never expected this. And uh, that's looking at the faces of people that come in for the first time is always exciting. The-
2: yeah, that's that, that'll be cool. You know, one of the other things I want to talk about is the official charity partner. Mm-hmm. you know, the national partners with a charity every year. In 2019, it was the Ronald McDonald House. This year, it's Signatures for Soldiers. And I think that opportunity to give back is fantastic. What is that process like for the national to evaluate which charity partner they're going to closely partner with in a given year?
1: Sure, that's a great question. And, and uh, you know, a number of years ago, the, uh, the board of, uh, of the national and, and John and Dan allowed me to pursue this, this uh, vision and uh, concept I had. And, and basically it was more about uh, the exhibitors and the industry giving back to the community that we were in. Um, if we're in Chicago, you know, we give back to Chicago. If we're in Atlantic City, we give back to Atlantic City. And I thought it was great in terms of you know, creating something that the exhibitors could feel excited about and, and kind of own themselves and uh, I, I was actually uh, pleasantly surprised that you know, when we did the one in, in uh, 2019 with Ronald McDonald House, uh, many of the exhibitors stepped up, donated items for the auction, you know, handed auctions, donated their platform, their people. Uh, everybody was just, you know, jumped in on it. And, you know, 100% of the proceeds go back to the, the nonprofit. So, we were, you know, we were very excited. We were kind of uh, disappointed that we didn't get to do it in Atlantic City. Uh, coming back to Chicago, uh, Tim Virgilio is, is, uh, is, is a friend of the hobby and uh, has been doing his uh, give back for a number of years now. And he does it all by himself. So I asked him, I said, can we help you out? And uh, without hesitation, he said yes. And so, um, you know, we're, t- we're just getting behind him. There's nothing better than, than to, to, to support a uh, cause, an individual who really, really believes and really, really passionate about. And Tim has a lot of friends on the floor. Uh, he ha- he's already established relationships with the manufacturers and a lot of the exhibitors and a lot of corporates already. And so what we're doing, we're, ju- we're just kind of taking it to another level for him. Um, we started the auction July 1st. It's online. It's on, it's on handbid.com. Just go to handbid.com, uh, search NSCC. You'll see the auction. We have uh, maybe about twenty or thirty items up right now. Now, the great thing about the the platform is that we'll be able to add items as we go, right up to Saturday, uh, July thirty uh, first, when we when we'll close it at nine p.m. So, you know, again, when we get to the show. Uh, I know TriStar has been great about donating signed items from a lot of the players that go there. So, so you know, a lot of these things that we have uh, uh, planned uh, will, will come to fruition at the show. But uh, it, it, it's been great. And it, it's just a good feeling to know that we, we as an organization, as an industry, um, uh, can give back to a community. And And some of the things that Tim will do quickly, I'll just say that. You know, we're inviting some veterans to the show, uh, uh, you know, uh, based on uh, Compt on Us. Uh, Tim has reached out and uh, working with homeless veterans where we'll create a, a like a backpack full of items that we can we can donate to them. So there are a lot of things that we're going to be doing that that will will benefit the veterans. And, uh, you know, the, the, with Handbit, uh, you can bid from anywhere in the world so you could be in in california florida michigan uh new hampshire and still bid on this so i would i would uh, hope that everybody would would help support this and like i said go to handbid.com, search nscc and uh and give what you can if you can if you, if you don't have an item uh, that you want to bid on donate and it's all there right in front of you
2: yeah, it's a, it's a great organization. Tim does a great job with it. And I know just from hearing him on some other, other platforms, um, you know, I believe that he views this as his way to give back too. And, and as I understand it, 100% of the proceeds that he raises, he gives to the cause. So yeah. um, that, that's, that's a great thing. You know, people also, it, you know, they always have suggestions and ideas on how the event could be better. And, you know, there's also been suggestions batted around about potential locations in future locations. And even if, you know, things like a smaller second event at some point during the year would be possible. Probably not here within these last two weeks before the event, but what is the best way for people to share those types of thoughts and suggestions with you and the rest of the, the leadership team?
1: Well, you know, uh, the board, uh, the Nationals board, uh, John, Brogy, Dan Burkus, uh, they, they have open ears. I mean, they, they've listened, they will listen uh, to anyone and everyone who has a suggestion. And mind you that, uh, you know, each year at the National, uh, the National present options and, and then the exhibitors will actually vote on it. So, I mean, the exhibitors are going to partake in, in next year or, or actually three or four years down the road. They'll, they'll actually vote on it. So... It's not just us being the national who is, you know, um, putting this uh, together. It's just it's, it's a vote. It's a now, having said that, I, I need to tell you that. And I again, I, going back to my uh, uh, work with the, the leagues, uh, I've been in pretty much every convention center throughout the country in every major market. Uh, everyone is different. Everyone, some are easier to work with. Some are much more difficult to work with. Uh, but there are so many things that, that are involved in planning for an event. And an event of this magnitude, you're talking about 400,000 square feet, which is on one level. Uh, you're talking about the hotels. You're talking about uh, location. Uh, you're talking about you know, move in, move out, you know, how easy, how difficult that is. All these things come into play when you're making a decision. And, and I don't think a lot of people understand that you just can't pivot when you have something this big. Yes, I, 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 I can't tell you how many suggestions or recommendations, you know, Dallas, Florida. Of course, I mean, those are all great ideas, but you know, something may work, something may not work. I mean, you know, we have a, a, a hotel guy who specifically just works on hotels. Now, what he does is, he, you know, he makes sure that the rates are right. He makes sure that everything is copacetic. Uh, you just can't move into a market and, and all of a sudden have, you know, you know, the right hotel rates for our exhibitors, right hotel rates for our attendees. That's just a simple fact, you know. And, and, and then you think about everything else that goes around it, too. It, it's just very difficult. But, you know, we had, when we had Baltimore... Baltimore was a great market. And people said, well, why don't you go back to Baltimore? Well, the problem was that, you know, we wanted to go back to Baltimore. But the thing is that, you know, when you talk to the Baltimore convention people, they couldn't, they couldn't guarantee, you know, our dates or our time, uh, you know, two or three years out. And, they, and I guess in their minds, they were looking for maybe something bigger, they wanted to keep it open. So we couldn't get that guarantee and we need to be two or three years out. We just, you know, we can't do it year by year. That's just impossible. And so, you know, we had a, you know, we had a bypass then, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, you know, same thing with other markets too. Every market, you know, you know, it's, it's the, the deal that you strike with the convention center. Everyone says, oh well, yeah, that'll be easy. No problem. Dallas, no problem. Well, yeah, there are a lot of problems, you know, <laughs> you have a lot of challenges that you have to address. Um, and so you, you can't you, you can't make that that easy, easy statement. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, Cleveland was great for us. Cleveland was a, it was a, a great uh, market. When I when I say great is that everything, everything worked. You know, the the convention people were great. Uh, the facility, the venue was great, you know, easy entrance, easy exit, uh, the hotel room, everything was perfect for us, you know, uh, easy for access to the airport. You know, unfortunately, they've decided to, you know, to, to go in a different direction. And so, you know, Atlantic City, and I have to tell you, Atlantic City, the people there are fantastic. And People that have gone to Atlantic City maybe years ago, maybe many years ago when we had it there, uh, it's a lot different now. It's more family oriented. It's more, you know, they want our business back then. They didn't want our business. I mean, they, they, they took it and, and they charged us. But right now, they really want our business and, and they bend over backwards for us. And that's a good thing. That's one of the things we look for when, when, when we make a recommendation to the board, uh, in turn, gets voted on by the exhibitors and chicago has been fantastic uh, there's there's you know it's hard to it's hard to to, to say well yeah let's move away from chicago I, and i know i i get it i understand everybody wants a change I, yeah but i to answer your question simply it's not that easy to make a change it's not that easy uh, to get everything you know going in the right direction get all the decisions made and I, and I guarantee if we, if we move to a market and all of a sudden, you know, the hotels take advantage of it, the, the exhibitors and the attendees are not going to be happy. Uh, so, but those are things they don't see. There's a lot of things behind the scenes that, that uh, we have to work on to make things, um, you know, a, a, a great experience for them.
2: now. I'm going to put in a selfish plug, me being only about two hours away from the facility in central Illinois here, uh, I'd be happy if it was in Chicago every year. But I, I know not everybody feels that way, but um, I love it when it is here close in Chicago, just a but, couple hours away.
1: But just, I mean, just to follow up on that, I mean, we do, I mean, the convention centers, they, they approach us all the time. And, and we are talking to them, you know, uh, you know, finding out what is, you know, what, what they can offer. So if there's a situation that's, that we feel that is worth it, we would present that to the board. The board would then present it to the exhibitors. Um, and to date, there just hasn't been anything that works for, for, for you know, everybody concerned. I appreciate
2: you coming on today and sharing a little bit about your background and and what it took to get this event ready to roll here within just the next couple weeks. Is there anything else you want to make sure people know about this year's 2021 National before they come?
1: Well, I think that, uh, you know, it is going to be exciting. Uh, It is going to be crowded. Um, Just make sure that you get to the convention center early. Uh, because if you get there later in the day, uh, and I recommend to people that you may not see everything, uh, you may not see everything in one day anyway. But you know, get there as early as possible, and just pay attention. Uh, go to nsccshow.com for our official website for updates. Uh, check out uh, you know who's uh, what athletes will be attending. Uh, we've got another you know on such short notice. We've got uh, you know a really really high profile uh, uh, athlete list uh, thanks to TriStar. I mean they've they've done another excellent job so far um, concerning the athletes that are coming in. And yeah, you know, again, that's we're talking about doing a lot of legwork uh, that's been consolidated into like just a couple months uh, versus you know maybe six or eight. So they, they, they deserve a lot of credit for what they've accomplished. And uh, we all look forward to seeing you in, in uh, Chicago, uh, July 28th through August 1st. All right. Well, thanks again. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you.
3: The Sports Card Shop is your small-town local card shop with a global reach. Located in New Buffalo, Michigan, the shop is one of the most accessible in the Midwest. In addition to being an authorized Panini direct dealer, The Sports Card Shop carries all major trading card brands, including Tops, Upper Deck, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and more. With all that new wax, a half million singles, and showcases full of graded cards, you're sure to find something great for your collection, whether you're just starting out or a seasoned collector. The Sports Card Shop is your one-stop shop. So call us, come see us, or visit us on the web and social media. Our phone number is 269-269. 469-0140. Website is the sports card Shop at Moco.com. The Sports Card Shop is part of the Moco Retail Group, connecting sports, the hobby, and people around the world.
0: Thanks again to Ray for coming on. I really appreciated the conversation and getting a chance to hear about all of the considerations that go into choosing a location for the national. just not quite as easy as some of us seem to think it might be also i'm really excited to see all of you who are coming to the event if you didn't hear already We will be doing a live show or a live recording of the podcast at the COMC booth every day from Thursday through Saturday. So Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night at 5 p.m. we're going to be doing a live recording of the show. I'm going to be having some special guests join me for a little bit and we're going to spend a few minutes just kind of recapping the show, having a conversation about the event and what to expect for the next day. So I look forward to seeing all of you there. Let me know what you think about today's show by reaching out on Twitter at TheMikeSummer, sending me an email at WaxPackHero at gmail.com, or by searching WaxPackHero on TikTok, Instagram, anywhere else that you are involved. I'd love to hear what you have to say. That's
3: all I've got for you today. I'll catch you next time.